Welcome back to Sister Ellie Cast Tea, where we talk about all things church related. And my name is Allison C. Holt, and I am your host on today. Now, today we are continuing the series, The Inside Source. And this series is my personal testimony of my uh, trial of my calamity, of my affliction, being fought with witchcraft. Yes, I have a smile on my face as I say these things, but let me tell you, it was not always like this, but I am giving God all the praise and the glory from where he has brought me from from day one until this day four years in hear me when i say four years in my trial and god has given me the go ahead to tell my testimony listen let me tell you in the times that we're living in the devil has turned up the heat 100 fold and he is coming after the people of God and if we do not uh, be aware of what is really going on in the spiritual realm as well as the natural listen the devil is gonna take the people of God out we cannot be soft we cannot be jelly bags hear me we cannot be cowards we cannot be fearful of what the enemy is doing we cannot be fearful of the devil listen jesus christ died upon the cross for our sins and he did it for us so how dare we be a fearful and afraid the bible tells us that god did not give us the spirit of fear did you catch that he said this said he did not give us the spirit of fear so that lets me know that fear is a spirit let me tell you i know it firsthand when i first begin to get into this this uh a trial if you will let me tell you i had extreme fear you can go back into the previous podcast in the inside source and you can hear me talk about the extreme fear that i had it was a spirit that the enemy had unleashed on me and I was very fearful. But let me tell you right now here today, honey, I have gained some knowledge, knowledge that I did not always have. I have gained some knowledge and let me tell you, there is no fear inside of me for the enemy and what he can do. Why? Because I've, I've been down to the lowest of the low. I've been down and hey, let me say, I'm not saying that I've done everything and I've been everywhere. No, I have not. But I have gained some knowledge and I have gained some information on both sides on the kingdom of light, which is God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit and his angels. I have gained some knowledge on the kingdom of darkness. That is Satan and principalities, powers, rulers of darkness in high places, spiritual wickedness. Yes, I have gained some knowledge on both aspects. And let me tell you, God will trump over the devil any day, any day. And therefore, I do not fear because, honey, 
God has my back. God is coming to see about me because he has done it in the past. He has showed me that he will come see about me. So therefore, I have no reason to fear. And you have no reason to fear. And we are going to continue these episodes or this series called the inside source which is my personal testimony as i said previously on a different episode you gotta bear with me there is so much to tell so much to bring out why why am i doing this because i want somebody else to know that they can go through and they can come out on top i want somebody else to realize that the devil has only has the power that God allows him to have. I want somebody to know the devices of the devil, the tricks, the trickery, the schemes, the plans, the plots, the strategies of the devil. So they will know how to war in this warfare that we are living in. That is my goal. That is my testimony. And that is what we're going to do here on today. We are going to uh, bring out some scriptures. We meaning me and you. Uh, We're going to go through the scriptures and we are going to see what the Bible has to tell us. Now, I went through uh, this series answering questions and we're still still answering the question what did I do after I had my light bulb my prodigal son moment after I realized that the devil was not playing with me that the devil was out to destroy my life meaning put me in my grave if he could well I knew that I had to fight back or I had, or could succumb to the devices of the enemy. What did I do? I started fasting. I started praying. And I, most importantly, I started learning about the devices of the enemy, about the kingdom of darkness. I sought out the knowledge that God spoke of in Hosea 4 and 6. He said, my people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. I did not want to be destroyed because I didn't have any knowledge or because I was too lazy to dig deep in the word or too lazy to to, uh, search out uh, understanding, to search out uh, uh, knowledge, uh, to search out whatever the case may be to get me to where I am now. I did not want to be that person. I wanted to learn. I wanted to be enlightened. I wanted God to teach me. I wanted God to show me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Yes, these are the things that I did. And honey, I have a list of scriptures that I want to share with you. The scriptures that I held on for dear life. Hear me. I held on to these scriptures for dear life. Why? Because they gave me life. They gave me the promises of God. They let me know that God was with me. They let me know that there was nothing the devil could do. As long as I put my hand in God's hand, as long as I drew nigh to God, God was going to draw nigh to me. 
as long as I walked according to his rules, his, his principles, according to his word, as long as I did that, he was going to be there for me. He was going to be my backbone. He was going to be my warrior. He was going to be my shield and my buckler, my deliverer, my high tower. He was going to hide me under his wings. He was going to hide me in his pavilion when the enemy come up against me to eat up my flesh. They stumble and they fail. Yes, the word of God was my stay. And I'm going to share some scriptures, not all, but some of the scriptures that I held on for dear life. Yes, so I am going to share with you some scriptures that I held on to for dear life. First of all, what did I have to do? I had to repent of my sins. Yes, that's the first thing. Why? Because I was disobedient and I was rebellious, which opened the door for the enemy to come in. I did not want to do the will of the Lord. Not the way that he wanted me to do it. Let's put it like that. So I basically ran in a different direction. I always say that I was like Jonah. I went in a different direction. Because I was being disobedient and rebellious. Which opened the door. So first thing off. I, of course we all have to renounce. We have to repent. And we have to cancel anything, any any covenants or any agreements that we have with the devil. We have to cancel all that stuff and we have to repent of our sins. So the first thing I had to do is repent. And we can look at that in Proverbs 28 and 13. Listen, this scripture states, we will not prosper if we try to hide our sins, but if we confess and if we renounce them, God will have mercy on us. Listen, go to Proverbs 28 and 13. He who hides his sins will not prosper, but he that confesses them and turn away from them, then you will have mercy. That's Proverbs 28 and 13. A very good scripture. This is a scripture. These are scriptures that you can put in your prayer. When you pray, Lord, I lay my sins out before you. My sins, my transgressions, and my iniquities. I lay them out before you, Lord. I do not try to hide them. Why? Because I want to prosper and I want your mercy. So, Lord, I lay out my sins. Anything that I've done. Indeed, in action, even if I thought it, I like to say I, I repent of my sins, anything that I've done in this body, anything that has proceeded out of this mouth, anything that I've thought in my mind, I repent of my sins. I lay them out before you, Lord. Purge me with your hyssop. In the book of Psalms, purge me with your hyssop. And I shall be clean. Wash me. And I shall be whiter than snow. Give me a pure heart. A contrite heart. Lord that I may be broken before you. Come on somebody. 
Let's look in the book of Psalms. If I'm not mistaken, that's Psalms 55. Go to Psalms 55 and search out that scripture. I call it the uh, scripture of repentance or the, the book of repentance. Just read that scripture. Read the whole thing and use it as your prayer in repentance if you don't know how. Go to Book of Psalms, the Book of Psalms, and read, if I'm not mistaken, Psalms 55. I was trying to see if I can find it real quickly for you, but it's Psalms 55. Use that as your model for repentance. Second scripture I want to share with you is Jeremiah 33 and 3. It told it tells us to call on the Lord and he will answer us and he will show us great and mighty things. Yes. And how do we call upon him? We pray. We pray unto God. After we repent of our, of our sins, we pray to God and God the Bible tells us if we call on him, he is definitely going to answer us. Jeremiah 33 and 3. Call upon the Lord. And he will answer us. And not only will he answer us. He will show us great and mighty things. Third scripture. 2 Corinthians 10. 4 through 5. States that the weapons of our warfare. are They are not man made. They are spiritual. And that our warfare starts in the mind. The battlefield is the mind. Where we have to pull down imaginations and speculations and thoughts. It's in the realm of the mind. That's where the enemy comes to deceive. He comes to plant a seed. He puts a thought in our head. Oh, that person was looking at you. Weirdly or funny or in a wrong way and honey that person wasn't even listening looking at you they were listening to their ear pods and they just happened to look in your direction but the enemy has planted a seed that said that person was looking at you weird while that person was listening to their podcast and then now you feel some type of way toward that individual because the devil told you they were looking at you strange. And that individual has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Imagination, speculations. We have to tear that stuff down. It's, where does it start? In the mind. The devil tell you God does not hear your prayer. Cast that down. Say Devil, you are a liar. The Bible tells us Satan is a liar. He is the father of lies. Nothing that comes out of his mouth is a is truth. Everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. I rebuke you, devil. God does hear me. And he's going to answer me in his own time. We talked about that on last night. How the enemy tried to hinder our responses from God. 
Go listen to the last episode, the last episode, and you will hear me talk about that. The fourth scripture, Mark eleven twenty three through 26, states, I can say unto a mountain, be removed and cast into the sea without doubting. He shall have whatever he says. That's what the scripture says. If I say unto the mountain, be thy removed and cast in the sea, and I don't doubt, I shall have whatever I ask or whatever I say. In other words, that mountain will move. My favorite is in Luke 17 and 6. It states, if I had the faith as a grain of a mustard seed, I can say to a sycamine tree, be plucked up by the root and be planted in the sea. And guess what the Bible said? The Bible says, it shall obey me. If I had the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, do you know how small a mustard seed is? Look it up. The Bible said, I can say unto a sycamine tree. Have you ever seen a sycamine tree? Uh, Google sycamine tree with the roots. And the root system of a sycamine tree is bigger than the tree itself. But Jesus said, I can say to that tree that has such a great root system, be plucked up. That means I want to pluck you out of the ground by the roots and all, the whole shebang, and be planted in the sea. In other words, cast into the sea. And it shall obey me. That tree will get up. It will hear you. It will listen to you. It will get up and it will toss itself into the sea. Listen, Jesus talked to the fig tree. Jesus walked over to the fig tree because he was hungry. The fig tree had leaves but didn't have any fruit upon it. So therefore the fig tree was uh Lying. I'm not, this is the Alley Cat's version. The fig tree was lying because figs, you know, it, fig trees don't have leaves without without fruit on them. And Jesus saw that the tree was actually lying because it had leaves and no fruit. So Jesus cursed the tree, basically. <laughs> basically, you could not bear any fruit. And when they came, him and his disciples came by the next day or some time later. I said the next day, not looking at the scripture in front of me. But the, the, the disciples noticed that the tree had withered up and died. Jesus spoke to me. And it withered and died. God has given us the same ability. Jesus said, greater works shall you do. 
We have the same power. Why? Because the power is the Holy Spirit. The power is the Holy Ghost. And if you have the Holy Ghost, you have the same power that Jesus had that made that fig tree die. That's why he's telling us here in Luke 17 and 6, if you have the faith, all you need is faith. All we need is faith. Just a little bit of faith. We can speak to the sycamore tree or we can speak to the mountain and be plucked and tell it to be plucked up and cast into the sea and it shall obey us. My God from Zion, how deep is that? I don't know about you, but my faith has not gotten that great yet, but I'm on my way. I am on my way to plucking up a sycamore tree and telling it to be cast into the midst of the sea. And why can I say it? Because I just want to say it because of the hell that I've been through. No, because of the faith. The thing, yes, the things that I have been through, I have gained faith. And I continue to gain faith. So that's one of my goals. To do greater works. To perform miracles. Jesus says, signs and miracles will follow those that believe. I believe. Psalms 34 and 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Yes, we are, we, we are being afflicted. Going through your trial and your tribulations, you are being afflicted. But the Bible says the Lord delivers him out of, out of them all. You can add that into your prayer. Say, Lord, your word tells me many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God, you said that you would deliver me out of them all. I am standing on your word with two feet. Psalms 34 and 19. And I shall not be moved. You shall deliver me. This is your promise to me. Lord, you... You promised, excuse me, Lord, you promised that you would deliver me out of all my afflictions. Therefore, Lord, I stand on your promise. I look unto you as a child, as your child, as your daughter, as your son. You promised God, Abba, you promised that you was going to deliver me out of all of my afflictions. That's a prayer scripture. Put it in your prayer. Psalms 34 and 19. Psalms 91, 11 through 12, or 11 and 12, states, For he shall give his angels charge over thee, lest thy dash thy foot against a stone. Honey, a prayer. A prayer. Add it to your prayer. Psalms 91, 11, and 12. God, you said that you give your angels charge over me, lest I dash my foot against the stone. Lord, send your angels. The devil 
is on my track trying to turn me back on this day. It is too much for me to bear. Lord, send your angels. You said they have charge of me. Lord, dispatch your angels. The angels that you have assigned to me. And let them contend with those that contend with me. That's, in, that's Psalms 35. Let them contend with those that contend with me. Let them fight against those that fight against me. Take out your bow and your arrow. Psalms 35. Yes, these are scriptures that you can put in your arsenal. Warfare. Year 2023 is all about spiritual warfare. I am giving you some wonderful scriptures to put in your arsenal, to put in your prayer when you are warring in the spirit. Psalms 11 and 6. I use this one just about daily. Psalms 11 and verse 6. Upon the wicked. He shall rain snares, fire, and brimstone, and a horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. Come on, somebody. Psalms 11 and 6. Lord, you said, upon the wicked you shall rain snares, fire, and brimstone in a horrible tempest. Lord, you said that this shall be the portion of their cup. And Lord, I call on you to rain down your fire and your brimstone on today. Mingle with the blood of Jesus Christ. Can't do nothing with the blood. Fire and brimstone mingle with the blood of Jesus Christ. Let it be upon the wicked. You said it shall rain. Let it rain upon the wicked. You said it, you said it will be the portion of their cup. I stand on your word today. In Jesus' mighty name. This is some good scripture for your arsenal. Put it in your bag. Psalms 11 and verse 6. We're going to go on to Isaiah 54 and 17. Everybody should know Isaiah 54 and 17. This should be a scripture you can quote backwards and forwards, just like you can quote Psalms 23. This is a scripture you should know dearly in spiritual warfare. The Bible tells us no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Why? Because this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, said the Lord. So no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You may even heard of the song sung by um, one of our beloved uh, 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 Christian singers. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. But listen, it doesn't say, it doesn't end there. It says every tongue 
that shall rise up against thee. It says in judgment, you're going to condemn them. I already condemned them. Use this in your, Lord, you said that the weapons that the enemy try to form against me, you said that it shall not prosper. Based, Lord, I pray that it don't even form. And every tongue that shall rise up against me, they're, they're uh, scandalizing my name. They're calling me out my name. You said every tongue that shall rise up against me in judgment, I shall condemn them. And I condemn them already. And Lord, you told me this because it is my heritage. I am a servant of the Lord. This is my heritage. In the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 54 and 17. That's a powerful weapon. You must remember this scripture. Hear me. Remember this scripture. We can go to Psalms 103 and 20. Listen. The enemy was, was wreaking havoc. And Psalms 10, actually this is, I'm talking about a different scripture, that's Psalms 109, but Psalms 103 and 20, let's go here. Psalms 103 and 20, it says, bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of the Lord. Listen now, this is a deep scripture, listen to this scripture. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, the angels that do God's commandments, and what do they do? They hearken unto the voice of his word. What is God's word? The scriptures. So when you speak scripture, in other words, when you speak these scriptures, Isaiah 54 and 17, the angels are hearkening to what you are saying. The angels are listening to what you are saying. They hearken unto the voice of God's word. Therefore, when we speak scripture, that is what wakes up the angels. That is what uh, uh, gives the angels the, uh, the go-ahead to come and see about us. Why? Because it's God's word, and his word will not return unto him void. We've read that in Isaiah 55, if I'm not mistaken. God's word will not return unto him void. It will go forth and accomplish that which he pleased, and it shall prosper and what he's sending out to do. So therefore, if God's word has been sent out, the angels are listening and they are hearkening. Just like we read here, uh, Psalms 91, 11, and 12. The angels, God has given his angels charge over us. So we must speak the word. The angels hear and they hearken unto the voice of God's word. Jeremiah 29 and 11. The Bible tells us, God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. It doesn't matter what somebody else thinks towards you. It doesn't matter what somebody else says about you. God said, the one that can put you in heaven or in hell. 
God said, the one that put breath in your body and the one that can take it away. God said, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace. This is King James. Thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you an experience expected end. Listen, God already know he has an end already plotted out for you. He has a plan. He has purposes for you. It doesn't matter what somebody else thinks about you. This is the Jeremiah 29 and 11. Put it in your arsenal. When that devil comes and tell you, oh, oh your family or your friends or or your co-workers, they're thinking this towards you. You pull it out. You said the Jeremiah 29 and 11 told me that God's thoughts toward me are thoughts of peace and not evil and that he will give me an expected end. Therefore, I am going to go through this trial, this trauma, this uh, test. I am going to go through it and I am going to hold my head up high because it does not matter what my family thinks. It does not matter what my friends think. It does not matter what my co-workers think. It does not matter what the man on the street corner thinks about me. Why? Because God said, his thoughts toward me are peace. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Enough said. If God said it, that settles it. Psalms 34 and 7. The angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him. And what do they do? They deliver them. So the angels that God has given according to Psalms 91, 11, and 12, to take give, take charge over you. Uh-huh. You, you can come right here to Psalms 34 and 7. You can put these two, two Psalms together. 91, 11, and 12, and Psalms 34 and 7. Talking about the angels of the Lord and what they do for us. 34 and 7 states the angel of the Lord. The angels encamp around us, round about us. Them that fear God. I don't know about you, but I fear God. <laughs> God will whip you. He is Abba. He is my father. I love him as much as I fear him. I fear him as much as I love him. So the angels, they encamp round about me. Why? Because I fear God. And what does Psalm 37, 34 and 7 continues? It says, and the angels deliver them. So in the midst of my calamity, the angels come to deliver me. Why? Because I fear God. Because I submit myself to God and I resist the devil. Yes, that's Psalms 34 and 7. Put it in your arsenal. Lord, you said that your angels, if I fear you, your angels encamp round about me and they deliver me. Lord, on today, I need you to send your angels to deliver me. 
I am exhausted. I have no strength. You tell me that the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing on today, Lord. I need your assistance. I need you to send your angels to deliver me. Come on, somebody. The word of God is right by itself. It is good. The Bible tells us to taste and see that the Lord is good in the same scripture, as a matter of fact. Psalms 34. Read Psalms 34 and put all that goodness into your bag, into your arsenal. Because 2023 is a year of warfare. Come on, somebody. We got to learn how to fight in order to be victorious in the fight. God, the battle has already been won, but we still got to fight. And we don't want the devil uh, winning all. The, you know, the war has already been won. We don't want the devil winning all the fights. We have got to fight. Have us broke, busted, and disgusted? No. We have to fight. Fight. We already know that the battle of Jesus already won the battle for us. <laughs> when he brought the principalities to an open shame. Hallelujah. Brought them to an open shame. Jesus did that. Come on now. Psalms 109, 16 through 17. This this. Now, this psalm is something else. Read Psalms 109, period. Boy, Psalms 109 is no joke. But listen, 16 through 17, because that he remembered not to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and the needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart. This, this is for the wicked. Let me read 16 over. Psalm 109 and 16. Because he, the wicked, remembered not to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and the needy, that he might even slay the broken in heart. Verse 17. As he loved cursing, so let it come unto him. As he delighted not in blessing, so let it be far from him. Listen, this word here is not cutting any corners. This word is not giving out mercy. This word here is slicing and dicing, cutting with a two-edged sword. This is upon the wicked because the wicked did the wickedness, had no mercy, but persecuted the poor and persecuted the needy and even slayed those of a broken heart. Does that not sound familiar to you? Does not the devil care about your needs, about your broken heart? Does he not still persecute you? Does he not still come up against you and fight up against you in your time of brokenness? 
Does not his agents do the same thing? When there's death in your family, does the devil leave? No. Does the agents leave? No. Persecuted the poor and the needy. And even slay those of a broken heart. My God, from Zion had no mercy whatsoever. So, verse 17 said, well, okay. You, you're going to be like that? Let me listen to the word of God that the angels hearken to. As he loved cursing, he loved the curse. He loved incantations. He loved divinations. He loved voodoo, hoodoo, obey, santeria. He loves to do all that business. What does the Bible say? So let it come unto him. You don't have to say back to the sender. The scripture tells you that it's going to go back to him. As he loved cursing, so let it come unto him. In other words, so let the curse come unto him. As he delighted not in blessings, he don't, he don't delight in the blessings of the Lord. He can't, not when he's slaying the brokenhearted, persecuting the poor and the needy, not showing any mercy. As he delighted not in blessings, so let it be far from him. In other words, blessings nowhere to be seen. That's Psalms 109, 16 and 17. So when you're fighting up against the enemy, when you're fighting up against wicked ones, this is a scripture for you. When you get into a state of mind, listen, because I done been there. I done been into a state of mind that I, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I forgive you, but, you know, you you being a little bit too much right now so therefore as you love cursing so let it come unto you as you delight in delight not in blessing so let it be far from you in other words angels of the lord uh come see about me because i'm speaking this word psalms 109 16 and 17 and you hearken unto the voice of god's word Therefore, I need you to contend with these that contend with me. And I need you to fight against these that are fighting against me. This is a word for your arsenal. Put it in your arsenal. Learn this scripture. 109, 16 and 17. These are scriptures that I held on for dear life. Just a few of them. Not many. Just a few because, honey... I held on to many scriptures, but these are just the ones that I'm sharing with you today. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Again, Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Wherefore God also had highly exalted him, him being Jesus, and given him a name which is above every name. Listen, this is one of my favorite scriptures right here. I put this on the devil day and night. Get in your place, devil. 
Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Wherefore God also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. That means everything up in heaven, all the angels, you know, there's three heavens. <laughs> yes, there are three heavens. So all them heavens, <laughs> if you want to get ghetto with it, all them heavens. Everything up there and all them their heavens. And things in earth, every human on this earth, every animal on this earth, every demon on this earth. And things in earth, and things under the earth, under the earth, in hell, in Hades, in the abyss, in the pit. The Bible say, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. That's Philippians two nine three eleven. Listen, God gave Jesus a name above every name. And I love to remind the devil that he need to get in his place. Get at the feet of Jesus. Every name. Every name. That, that at the name of Jesus. Every knee. Every, if you got a knee, you going to bow to Jesus Christ. Of the things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth that, that's everything and that every tongue if you got a tongue you gonna confess that Jesus Christ is Lord why? to the glory of God the Father why? because God exalted Jesus highly he gave him a name above every name Therefore, when you pray and the devil is on your track trying to turn you back, you tell that devil to get in his place. Bow down. Bow down to Jesus Christ. Get in your place where you belong. At the feet of Jesus. Get in your place, devil. Get in your place, demon. Get in your place, agent representative of the devil get in your place at the feet of Jesus Christ you gonna bow yes you are and you gonna confess out of your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord that's Philippians 2 9 3 11 that's one of my favorite scriptures that is a warfare scripture you hear me Tell that devil when he's touching your body and, and pain shooting through your body. Tell that spirit of infirmity to bow down and get in his place at the feet of Jesus. That's what you do. Bow down and get in your place at Jesus' feet. Jeremiah 23 and 29. Is not my word like a fire 
You know we serve the God that answers by fire, right? And everything you read in the scripture, everything about God is about fire. God is a consuming fire. His word is like a fire. His throne, there is fire. In heaven, there is fire. He answers with fire. Come on, somebody. Come on, Psalms 18. When, when, when uh, he uh, got upset about his children, Psalms 18 is another good one. You need to read Psalms 18. God was wrong. Yes, he was mad. He came down on a cherub, hailstones, and coals of what? Fire. Jeremiah 23 and 29 is not my word like as a fire, said the Lord. God said, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock into pieces. When you got those strongholds, those altars uh, are being risen up against you. Demonic altars, evil altars. The Bible says my word is like a fire. Use the word of God and, 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 and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. Break those altars into pieces with the word of God. Lord, I use your hammer, which is your word to destroy every evil altar erected against me erected against my family right now in the mighty and the matchless name of jesus christ lord send your fire to roast every evil priest every evil priestess ministering at an evil altar against me in the mighty and the matchless name of jesus let their words fall down to the ground and die lord you said there is life and death in the power of my tongue and i speak death to every written word every spoken word come on somebody get the word on the inside and use it in this spiritual warfare god's word is like a fire and like a hammer that breaketh the rock into pieces break it into pieces Whatever represents your rock. Infirmity. If your infirmity, if infirmity is your rock, break it into pieces. If poverty is your rock, break it into pieces. If light is your rock, break it into pieces. Come on, somebody. Drug addiction, addiction your rock, break it into pieces. Whatever kind of addiction you got, break it into pieces with the word of God. Come on somebody and be free in Jesus' mighty name. Proverbs 6, 30 through 31. Listen, there are many times when the enemy steals what God has given. Proverbs 6, 30 through 31. Men do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. But if he be found, listen, what the word is telling us, if that thief be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He's got to give it back sevenfold. And he shall give all the substance of his house. 
So if we know that that thief that's fighting up against you is a thief called poverty, pray and make poverty give it back to you. Whatever you stole. Stole your finances. You thief of poverty, I see you. I cancel your plan, your strategy, your plot, your scheme. I see you, devil. You have to restore back to me sevenfold even unto the substance of your house. According to the word of God, Proverbs 6, 31 and 30 and 31. You spirit of delay, I see you. Try to delay my life. Try to delay my prosperity. Try to delay my marriage, my children. I see you, you spirit of delay. You thief. Give it back sevenfold. In the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus, use it for. Put it in your, in your, in your satchel. <laughs> and use it in this warfare. When you recognize what's coming up again, you spirit of insomnia, insomnia, trying to keep me awake at night so that my body is exhausted and tired and I cannot do the things of God the way God wants me to do them. I see you, you spirit. Give me my sleep back. I snatch it out of your hands in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Use the word of God. My God from Zion. What a wonderful, wonderful, what wonderful scriptures we have just shared with each other. Listen. I'm telling my testimony. These are scriptures that I held on to for dear life. These are some of the scriptures. These are not all. These are some of the scriptures I held on for dear life. Revelations 12, 10, B, 3, 11. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. Lord, the devil accuses me day and night. Not only before you, but before men. And the Bible says, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto them. My God, my God, my God. We have had a good time here on tonight talking about the word of God. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the word of God and what the word of God tells me and how I can use the word of God and how the angels hearken unto the voice of God's word. Therefore, when I speak the word of God, the angels are listening to what I have to say. My God from Zion, and, and they are hearkening to, and thus that means they are standing at attention. They are waiting to help us. They are waiting to come see about us. They are waiting to deliver us. The word is telling us, and we fear God. You know, the angels already encamped around the bottles. And the, those that fear God, and they deliver 
us. So once we begin to use the word of God, speak the word of God, the angels are right there ready to deliver us, ready to contend, ready to fight, ready to bring us joy. Listen, I can't wait till I get into the dream series because I have a dream to tell you about how God sent his angels. Listen, I will be reading from the very, uh, um, the original writing when I had the dream, the original writing that when I wrote it down, I will be reading that to you, how God came to deliver me. So there I am, we'll be doing uh, an episode on dreams in this series and I just can't wait to share some of my dreams to let you know the warfare that I have been in, the warfare that I am in, and how God has taught me and showed me, and I've learned the things of the spirit, of things about the spiritual realms, things about the kingdom of darkness, things about the devil. My God from Zion, I am so excited that I God has opened up the door for me to tell my testimony. Listen, I am gonna tell it like an IS is. I am going, I am everything transparency here. Tell you how I felt, how I was confused and discombobulated, how I had no idea, no clue what was going on until God opened my eyes and said, This is this, and that is that. My God from Zion. Thank you for listening to Sister Allie Casti. My God, I had some more to talk about, but we are at the limit of our time. My God from Zion, I didn't think that I was going to go this long with the scriptures. However, I want to thank you for listening to Sister Allie Casti. I want to thank you for listening to what I have to say concerning the word of God, concerning all things church related, concerning my testimony. Listen, please like, comment, follow, and share. Please follow this ministry on all social media platforms. Search for Light and Darkness, L-I-T. Search for Allison C. Hope. Listen, I love you, and I'm so glad that I'm able to tell my testimony. I got a smile on my face because I am finally free. I am finally able to tell somebody where I have come from, what I have gone through. My God from Zion, I feel liberated just being able to tell somebody about my testimony. Again, thank you for listening to Sister Alicaz T. I love you and I will talk to you soon.